With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. We're determined to get our Old Norwich back. It's episode 24 and the next four days are absolutely crucial. Can we have a go against Huddersfield or is it make or break against Millwall? And as mentioned, our greatest ever team countdown continues in episode 24. We've got Gunn, Culverhouse, Bowen, Bruce and Butterworth in the starting 11. We have more on Norwich's greatest ever midfielders in this episode. But four games of the new championship season, including a cup game, one win on penalties. Six goals conceded, four scored, spectacular strikes from Nunes and Sorison. But where are the easy tap-ins? Aaron Ramsey seems to miss them. We've had absolutely nout from Timu Puki, and we're rock bottom of the championship with one point to our name. So Huddersfield at home tomorrow, Tuesday, this week, and Millwall at home on Friday. So Dad, frankly, the next four days are crucial. Yes, I'd agree, John, but um, only I feel to the extent that they will determine whether City are drifting to a mid-lower table season or are in free fall in a fight against relegation, I'm afraid. I said in the last episode that by the end of the Sunderland game, we'd be bottom half of the table and Smith and Shakespeare would be gone by Christmas. And everything that's happened since reinforces that belief. Some of the stats, though, suggest that we're playing better than the results are indicating. So you look at the whole game, 18 shots, 12 on target, but only one goal. Dean Smith saying that we've got to take our chances. He's also said it's not a hangover from last season because we've got some some new players in, which we'll come to in a moment. But those stats are very similar to what the problem was last season. We'd have chances, but we couldn't score. I mentioned we've had nothing from Timu Puki. If he's not going to score goals for us, mm. we're in we're in trouble, aren't we? Yeah. And those chances, those um, shots um, on target that we had, they weren't 
I mean, they were fairly comfortable saves by the goalkeeper mm. or straight at the goalkeeper. There were not many of those um, that looked really like goals. And you've, you've got, we've got the same problem. We can't defend without, uh, I mean, without um, a, a defensive midfielder there. Yep. Now, Isaac Hayden, well, he's, he's not due in for seven or eight backed until seven or eight games. Um, you know, that's... And he dropped another... Gabriel Sara, the new signing. For, yeah, for because Hulls, he, again, he over, fitness, over fitness issues. Yeah. Um, so you've got, you've, got the, you've got the basic problem that we've had. I mean, we got promoted before, really, because of Pukey, um, Buendia and Skip. Yeah. Um, we, we, we might have now got someone who can create um, chances like Buendia did. I mean, obviously that would take time to get to his stand, but we've never really replaced Skip. I know we've got um, the, the the new lad from Newcastle in, but he was injured. He hasn't played this year. Mm. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, and you it's, and you bring in the guy from Sao Paulo, and you you expect him, and and you know he started and and came on in the first few games, but then it's like, well, obviously you're not fit enough, so you, you're dropped against Hull. Well, then yeah. you're you're then basically back to the same midfield, which we struggled with in the Premier League. Absolutely, and and that's I think we had nine players from our last promotion season, but not including Buendia and Skip. Who are the who are who are the key? <laughs> who, yeah, they were the ones who got us um, got us promoted. So I mean, there are issues. I, Dean Smith and Shakespeare are not immune from criticism because I mean there are issues about some of their team selections. I mean, Sonani played quite well in that um, League Cup game. Yeah, um, and then he was on the bench and he get he didn't get brought on. And no. yet you've got Rashika on there and again produced absolutely nothing. Yeah. And and the fact they're starting with Rashika rather yeah. than than yeah. as you say Sonani. I mean he has said ahead of Huddersfield, who obviously Sonani knows reasonably well, um, that he could he he's in his thinking. But but I mean it was only a week ago that he played really well. We were two 0 up against a, a a Birmingham team. Obviously we we fell away in, in the second half slightly. But with Sonani playing, with Hugill playing, who again was dropped like a stone from from Hull, despite having yeah. a, a good pre season. I think you're right. I think there is some criticism of, of Dean Smith. Yes, he's got issues. And he said today uh, at the press conference ahead of the Huddersfield game, we're losing Sam McCullum. He's out till Christmas. Uh, Gian Ulis is, is still not injured, uh, still not available. Uh, Sorensen is now out for a number of weeks and Byram is still not yet fit. He's back in yeah. training, but he's not yet fit. Now, Smith has said it's unprecedented, quote, to lose three players in one position. Well, he obviously hasn't looked at Norwich City for the last few seasons because we've had no fit centre-backs for three years. Yes. So it, it, it's not unprecedented. It's an no. indication that the club does not know where what it's doing. And, and, no. that, and that's what I think is the criticism for him and the wider club. I said at the weekend, is he an unlucky manager? It seems like the players are playing for him, but... They're just not. It's just not going his way. But I do think some of his decisions are wrong. Yeah. Uh, and do you think? Do you think the players? I, I, players do seem to be putting the effort in, as far as I can see, apart from one or two exceptions. But have they really bought into his methods? Do you think they really believe in him? 
I don't know what his message is. I don't know what he is trying, how no. he wants us to play. I no. think and the criticism... If we don't know, do they know? Exactly. I think we all yeah. knew that criticism of Farka was, um, you know, it was all about possession. That possession obsession, I think, is what Mick Dennis uh, said at the weekend. Uh, who uh, Mick, uh, as, as Mick does tend to do, sort of saying, calm down a bit, guys. Yeah. You know, we were, we were uh, in the same position after three games with one point in 18-19. And Farka obviously turned that around. And it was game seven, he said, when we um, started our, quote, dramatic romp to the title. So, but we all knew how Farker was playing. I'm yes. not sure how Dean Smith, and, we, um, and we've seen that in the Premier League. There was a certain couple of games in the Premier League where you thought, oh, we're, we're onto something here. But it never continued. And there was no real clear way of, uh, of how he wants Norwich to play. Um, on the new signings, you mentioned potential replacement for him. Marcelo Nunes, a Chilean, looks like a, a, a good player. I agree. I mean, the signs the, the signs are good. He'll obviously take a little bit of time to, to, to settle down. But if you've then got a defence that gives away silly goals, and I think there's a big difference with that defence not having the protection of someone like Oliver Skip in front. Mm. Yeah, you know, you look at the performance of Ahmed Bedelli, I mean, he came in for, what, 11 games at the end of that promotion season and slotted in there and everybody thought he will be on a start. But there was a difference in playing in that defence behind someone like Oliver Skip than playing in a defence which is exposed. Yeah, with Kenny McLean in front of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's, yeah. Who's, who's not a defensive midfielder. I mean, uh, we, we, we've been so long looking... For, we know how crucial central midfielders have been to us. I mean, we lost both uh, Tetty, we lost Skip, then we lost Tetty... Um, both at the same time. Why didn't we? I mean, we've now brought someone in on loan, but why didn't we bring two players in or, or well, develop someone? Yeah, I, well, mean, I mean, he's brought Sarah in and Hayden, but effectively he's saying they're not. Well, we know Hayden's not fit, and, yeah. and Sarah's not fit enough. And, so, and, and is he a defensive midfielder? I'm not absolutely sure. No, but I think he's a central midfielder. But whether yeah. it's, whether yeah. it's another um, Kenny McLean type thing, I don't know. So the no. the other big issue is, of course, these 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 fullback situation, the left backs. Um, we can't yeah. bring back the guy from Plymouth, um, no. Mumbo. He he he's, he can't come back until at least January. And he said, uh, Dean Smith, that I'm looking at buying potentially another fullback. I mean, don't buy another fullback. Just put a midfielder in there. He played with Sorensen there last time. He's got injured. So yeah. Kenny McLean finished. The, a midfielder can play at fullback if it's for one game. Sam Byram is is due back. So let's not waste money buying another fullback. And haven't we got haven't we got a left back in the in the youth team? Well, there, there there will be someone who can play at fullback. Absolutely, yeah, that's um, I mean. and 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 that's my slight. Even Liam Gibbs, who again played against Birmingham and then just you know yes. is back on the bench. Uh, again, he's a midfielder. He can play at, at, at left back. That is. Or, or change the system, <laughs> bring a yeah, bring yeah, a third exactly. centre back in. Yeah, and um, play more with, with with the wing back. Yeah, yeah. if if uh, it's it's just, I think we're 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 in a position where it's really easy to turn around and go, oh woe is us. And I think that was his. I think that's what he's saying at the moment. Woe yeah. woe is me. Well, actually, you got to do something about it, um, and you've got to start looking like possession wise. We had seventy percent of possession against Hull. But that's, yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't, doesn't mean anything. So and For long times, John, and I mean, I did listen to, I, did, I didn't watch it, but I did listen to the game. And for a lot of that time, it was not comfortable possession. Right. Um, yeah, we had a very good first 20 minutes and we were certainly on um, 
pressing at the uh, the end to try and get an equaliser. Um, but for a lot a lot of the time, we were not really. You wouldn't have said we were in control of that game. No. And and Huddersfield and Millwall are not going to be easy games. They are both home games. Yeah. And that's why we're saying the next four days are crucial for because we have to get more than a point out of these matches. Oh, definitely. I mean, we need to at least win at least one, um, because otherwise, otherwise you are drifting to a an early season fight against being dragged into those you know relegation and 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 goodness knows what impact that will have on the morale of a team that haven't don't seem to have a lot of morale in any case. No, I mean he he's he said again this is not a hangover from last season, but <laughs> if you don't hit the ground running. You don't quite. It, it, you just start thinking about last yeah. season, and we've seen. I mean, we've seen it so often with so many clubs, haven't we? Yeah. The the other thing I feel, John, as well. This is at a time. I mean, our club at the moment. I, I the the reason I feel about this that we're not going anywhere this season is we've got people at all levels who actually uh, are looking to leave. We've got Michael Folger now looking to sell his shares he's so many years he's been a uh, a foil if you like a balance to delia and michael yeah he's looking to sell his shares that doesn't mean he hasn't got the best interest of the club at heart but um him selling his shares depending on what happens but at the moment let's let's say for argument's sake he's concentrating on that delia and michael and um, their nephew are the controlling shareholders, the ones they're making the decisions. Um, and the club's run by the sporting director, Stuart Weber, and the executive director, Zoe Ward. Now, there's an argument as well saying the sporting director doesn't really want to be here. He always said he was going to leave at this end, at the end of his contract. Yeah. And he only stayed because um, I, I would assume he got no better offers and he was allowed to follow, follow his passions elsewhere. Yeah. And then... You've clearly got players like Aaron's, Rushika and Pookie who would prefer to be elsewhere. Yeah. So, you know, the whole club, and then, and as we've said, then there's Smith and Shakespeare and they don't escape um, um, criticism. And putting all this together, you know, draws me this to conclusion. And, and at a time, John, I feel, when football actually is excitingly moving forward. With upwardly mobile, forward-thinking young managers. From from that bit? Okay. And this is a time, John, when football, I think, is excitingly moving forward. Mm. With upwardly mobile, forward-thinking young managers from this country and across the continent. You know, managers at Burnley, Watford, Blackburn, even Milton Keynes, Rotherham and Cardiff. Yeah. And they not all succeed, but they all show promise with a system and a policy with which we've achieved success in the past, like Paul Lambert, Alex Neal, Daniel Farker. Um, and it just seems we're, we're, we're a club at all levels who are just drifting. I don't know how far we'll, fast we'll drift, but you've only really got to look no further than Ipswich Town. New owners, new sporting director, new young and upcoming manager, and they've completely transformed the club. Mm. Absolutely. We will uh, await and see what happens. Uh, we said the next four days are crucial. So uh, Huddersfield on Tuesday night, Millwall on Friday night, both at Carra Road. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. And we're on to our greatest ever playing 
11 and we're talking central midfielders and we talked about Padden and Suggett and Maguire and probably even more detail Martin Peters last time. So where are we up to now in our uh, central midfielder countdown, Dad? Well, we've now reached uh, looking at the central midfielders over the last 40 years. And just a reminder that we're only looking at this stage at central midfield midfielders, looking at the wide uh, players will come in a, a later category. So we're now up to where we start looking back at the sides managed by Ken Brown mm-hmm. after he took over from John Bond. Yep. And the key central midfield mid- midfielders in the early years of Ken Brown were, and you've just mentioned him, Mick Maguire, um, who, as I, as we've said, joined City in the mid-1970s. And despite, despite missing a whole season due to injury, he made more than 200 appearances for City in the top flight or with teams that achieved promotions to the top flight. But the biggest impact in those early years under Ken Brown uh, was made by Martin O'Neill. Mm. And it's worth, I think, just spending a little time on Martin O'Neill, um, John, um, because he first joined City with just 11 games to go in the relegation season of 1980-81. Now, in the previous 31 games of that season, City had won just seven times. In O'Neill's 11 games, we won six top-flight games and drew one. He so nearly saved us from relegation, which was only confirmed from the top flight in the last game. At that stage, O'Neill had a relegation clause in his contract and joined Manchester City for £275,000, £25,000 more than we had paid for him. Back down in the second tier for the first time in seven years, um, by mid-March, City were 13th in the second tier. Mm. Then Martin O'Neill was tempted back from Manchester City for a much reduced fee of £125,000. So he was sold for 275, 150000 in just over six months. But even better, with O'Neill back in the side, it all came right. In the next 13 games, City won 11, drew one and lost only one. And promotion was a possibility. But as we know with City, it's never easy. Um, thousands of Norwich supporters flocked to Sheffield Wednesday on the final day of the season for the final match. We were losing 1-0 with four minutes to go when we equalised. A draw was good enough to go back to the top flight. There were scenes of premature celebration, but then in injury time, Sheffield Wednesday scored a winner. <laughs> But in a further twist, Leicester failed to to win, which meant City were back in the top flight. O'Neill rejoining us had resulted in us returning to the top flight at the first time of asking, and he scored six goals in his 20 games in that season's run-in. Now in the next season, City established themselves back in the top flight. Although O'Neill himself left at the end of that first season Um, we also reached the sixth round of the FA Cup and O'Neill made 43 appearances and scored six goals we would only then spend one season out of the top flight in the next 13 years Mm. so his involvement if you like really kick-started that and of course uh, Martin O'Neill had won the league championship the European Cup and the League Cup with 
uh, Brian Clough's Forest, and he was a Northern Ireland captain and World Cup player. But after leaving City for that second time, age 31, he never played at this level again, retiring with an injury two years later. Now, another midfielder who played a major role in this period was Peter Mendham, mm. a local lad from King's Lynn. He broke into the team under John Bond and in total made more than 250 appearances for City under Bond and Ken Brown, scoring 29 goals. And all these appearances, again, were in the top flight or in promoted teams from the second tier. He was, of course, in the midfield, uh, in the Milk Cup winning team in 1985, playing alongside Asa Hartford. And when he was out of the team in that period due to injury, the team always seemed to struggle to win. That's um, three more midfielders to consider. Mm. Martin O'Neill is a difficult one because he only actually played 74 times for the Canaries and scored 11 goals. But he was a class player, a winner, and he played a crucial part in our history. Yeah. I wouldn't put his achievements alongside those of Martin Peters and some of the others, but because of his importance to the team, I would include him at this stage. Yeah, I think from what you is very similar to what you sort of said about Martin Peters in the last episode which was he made such a difference yes to the team yeah um and even i mean you you know mentioned Peter Mendham there the fact that when he didn't play we didn't play as well yeah um and he's one of those t- one of those players from the 1985 Milk Cup winning team which you don't rattle off He's, no. not, he's not your Mickey Shannon, John D and Louis Donover, Asia Hartford, Chris Woods, Mark Dave, Barham. Dave Watson, Steve Bruce, Mark Barham. He is, uh, oh yeah, Paul Haylock. He's Dennis yeah. Van Wyk. He's <laughs> Peter Mendham. <laughs> and, 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 but actually, he played a lot more, as you said, a lot more matches than, than Martin O'Neill from a, from a Norwich point of view. Um, yeah. did, I, did he get injured at the end, Peter Mendham? Did he, he kind of just disappeared. Did he, he didn't leave, did he? Because he then came back and played local football. I remember that. He did, yeah. 90s, I think but... he did suffer a lot of injuries after like 1985 and that. He yeah. was still around for a while, but I think you're probably right. I can't remember um, who he left for. I can't remember him playing for any other league club, can you? No, not not particularly. Um, no. If he's listening, let us know. Or if you if you know the answer. Um, <laughs> let about, us know. Yeah, yeah, let us know. I'm assuming that uh, um, he... I'm pretty sure he got injured and then he came back from a, and played local football um certainly a few a few uh, years later um we're on twitter we're on facebook john cushing peter cushing you'll be able to find us um if you want to get in touch so now john we're up to the mid 1980s and new on the scene then and we'll look at them in the the next episode were mike phelan trevor putney david williams ian crook andy townsend tim sherwood yeah so um um with that sort of quality to come and further quality midfielders in this century, it's unlikely that many of these will will make the squad. But at the moment, I probably think that we ought to just keep them um, on the back burner yep. um, for further consideration because we might have to balance it up between defensive midfielders, attacking midfielders and, um, <laughs> and central the like. midfielders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not sure Trevor Putney is a central midfielder. Can I just point this out? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's a winger. <laughs> you're probably, yeah, you're probably right. 
left. He always played left yeah. hand side. He did play left hand side, and then yeah, as you say, either at fullback or on the left wing. So yes, I'm a, I, he'll have to come in our wingers list. Yes, all right. Along with your Nathan Redmonds and Dale Gordons. <laughs> yes, quite. And Louis Donovans. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, he's I think be. that's the end of him. Then. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, he's. Trevor Putney's probably had a, about as many mentions as he's going to get. Yes. In the greatest eleven of Norwich City's history uh, at this moment. Cool. Okay, so um, Martin Peters still very much in that in the um, frame he's, yes. pen, he's penciled in the greatest 11 at the moment I would suggest but yes. as you say there we'll are keep some, the others just in abeyance yeah there are some yeah. big names to come over the next uh, few episodes so the next few episodes are crucial as are the next four days as we mentioned as well this is the new Old Norwich the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.